Welcome to Glass Houses, a Billy Joel podcast. I'm Michael Grosvenor. And I'm Jack Frenino. Join us as we dig deep into Billy Joel's songs and history and what his music has meant to us. The first song on an album sets the stage for the record. But what about the closer? Should the last song act as a grand finale, leave you wanting more, or exist somewhere in between? In this episode, we're finding out what worked best for Billy Joel. We're ranking the closing songs on his 12 studio albums, plus the live songs in the attic from our least to most favorite. And this time around, we're not doing it alone. We're also including rankings from listeners of the podcast on our Discord server. Join us as we dig deep into the final grooves on Billy Joel's records. Ah, the listicle episode, the BuzzFeed of our annual schedule. I hated BuzzFeed, I still hate it, but these episodes are fun to do. Yeah, they are fun. It's a bit different. You know, a lot of our episodes are pretty research intensive and trying to put a narrative together. For me, when I get to do these rankings, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I get to do just a lot of gut reactions and just have fun and look at these songs in a different way. I hate the term heavy lifting versus low hanging fruit, but I enjoy these that are a little more off the cuff feeling and my only show notes for this episode are 13 songs. We'll just riff on these songs, go from there, but no detailed marathon, 10 pages of notes this time around. You know what is fun about these? Listening to the songs in a different light, having a different perspective on them, makes you think of them differently, makes you give a listen to a song that maybe you haven't given a close listen to in a while. As usual, try to go contrarian. Obviously, first song off the album has to hit you. What started to get actually get on my nerves a little was how on the nosy a lot of the last songs are. Like when you put them all together, eh, you're being a little cutesy there. <laughs> and I didn't appreciate that as much as I thought I would. So here's what I ended up doing. I naturally hedged less towards songs that really put a bow on the album and wrapped it up and more toward ones that felt like the beginning of something new. And I liked that more. I liked that feeling of like, and now we're going to go in a different direction and it's leaving me wanting something that I can't have. Oh, okay. So I, I, I surprised myself with how these ended up. Yeah. I'll get you going fisticuffs over these yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little different for me because the um, album openers had a lot of hits. There was a lot of big songs, a lot of really well-known so songs. And save from a few of these, a lot of these songs are sleepers. Listening to them independently outside of the album was quite interesting. Just trying to come up with a, you know, a feeling of what was speaking to me most at that time. So with that said, let's, uh, let's jump on it. Okay, so Parameters. Yes. It's the 12 studio albums plus Songs in the Attic. Yeah, we figured that's the best qualifying live album because it is put together and sequenced like an album. It was presented differently than a traditional live album. Oh, and one more thing, by the way, this is not going to be just us. We posed this question out on the Discord server and we got a whole bunch of responses. And here's what's fun. Neither of us have read them yet. If you wondered like, hey man, like you just asked us for stuff and, and we didn't answer you. Yeah. It's because we both independently, by the way, we didn't want our lists to be influenced by anybody else's list. Yeah. We're both going to read them for the first time here and react to them. If we call you an idiot, just know it's a genuine reaction. Like we <laughs> right. didn't plan that. <laughs> uh, I, I did comment a couple of great lists, everybody, and that was largely to encourage everyone to keep going with it. But I really steered away from reading these lists because I wanted to be a fresh reaction here. But I, I did a quick count before we started rolling here. And we've got about a dozen, which is great. So yeah, before we go into this list, I'm just going to run down the albums just so we know what we're working with here. I'm going to do them just in sequential order by year. Mm -hmm. So we are working with Got to Begin Again from Cold Spring Harbor, Captain Jack from mm -hmm. Piano Man in 1973, uh, The Mexican Connection from Street Life Serenade in 1974, Miami 2017 from Turnstiles in 1976, 
Everybody Has a Dream from The Stranger in 1977, 52nd Street from 52nd Street in 1978, Through the Long Night from Glass Houses in 1980, I've Loved These Days from Songs in the Attic in 1981, Where's the Orchestra from The Nylon Curtain in 1982, Keeping the Faith from an Innocent Man in 1983, Getting Closer from the Bridge in 1986, and So It Goes from Stormfront in 1989, and lastly, Famous Last Words from River of Dreams in 1993. You want to kick it off? Bet we have the same first one. Let's see. It, it was tough. There's not a single one on here that I don't like, but I put 52nd Street for my number 13. I like the feel and I like the funness of it, but I feel like it's just an incomplete thought. And from the recollections I've heard about this song, it, indeed it was. It was kind of an afterthought thing they tagged on to the end of the record. And Liberty even mentioned, I think, in his book that they were still learning it when they cut it. So it was very new, very fresh, which makes it fun, but it doesn't feel like a full song to me. I went with Got to Begin Again. Just going off the title, I was like, uh, it's got that like real like obvious last, last song kind of feel to it. I don't know, man. It just, it, that one never sticks with me. Um, maybe that's not fair to rank it as a closer that way, but it's just like doesn't hit the spot. Mine's actually a little higher, so we're not getting to that just yet where, where that one sits for me. I thought that was going to be down there. Okay, go on. Uh, my number 12, surprisingly, was And So It Goes from uh, Stormfront. Wow. Okay, we're, we're going we're gonna to get into it sooner than I thought. Go on. <laughs> for some odd reason, you know, Stormfront was the album that came out when I was a fully-fledged fan. And as a you know 11-year-old kid, 10-year-old kid, I didn't get it. it I didn't connect with the lyric. Um, I do mm -hmm. now, certainly, but it was almost a little too late in a way because it was something I didn't really identify with. And it was the only song on Stormfront that I really didn't have some sort of connection to when it came out. And that feeling just kind of carried over. Beautiful song. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I just didn't have that connection to it. Yeah, there is a frustration when you're a kid trying to wrap your head around this thing because, you know, and looking back, the rest of the album's so big. I remember like not quite understanding what to make of it at the time as well. I think over time it, it rose the ranks. My number 12 is 52nd Street. What I kind of like about it a little is it's got like a, a weird little sort of danger to it. It was one of those like before you knew what sex was, he's like, he's talking about that thing again. You know, <laughs> this, this, this keeps coming up. I'm not sure what it is. I never get a straight answer out of anybody. So this must be that thing again. You know, it's just got that like kind of seediness to it. But like, it's such a damn bummer coming off of uh until the night you know like yeah. it's that second side of that album is such a banger and it just ends with it's not even a whimper it's like a fart you know <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like he just made sweet love rolled over and let one rip i get it but like man she was just left it she left it a, a daring seven song album right i never got a piece of that groove never made sense like i knew it was trying to be some sort of like new orleansy kind of thing but Right, like the meters. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it just, just kind of wasn't, so. Yeah, and I think part of it, too, was, you know, like Lib said, they were still feeling their way through it when they cut it. That was like, yeah. they cut that really fast. So it's not quite there. My number 11, Everybody Has a Dream from The Stranger. Okay. I like it. I'm one who actually does prefer the soul version, the gospel version here, than the folk version. It fits as a result, certainly. Maybe it's because this lyric the song was written so much earlier than the stranger i would have loved to have seen him write something new to close it out now granted he gave the song a new life um by changing their or feel in the arrangement but you're closing out the thing with a lyric that you wrote when you were 20 i would have loved to see what 27 28 year old billy could have closed this record out with i think absent the history behind it i can rank it a little higher so my number 11 his famous last words. This one's grown on me a little, but way too on the nose of a of a title. And like we already had to deal with 2,000 years coming out in 1994, like the precursor to all the millennium and millennium albums and songs that came out just a scant few years later. It's an okay song. Like if you really sit down, there's there is some nice imagery to it, as as simple as it is. But combination of lackluster and too on the nose. Like yeah, it's supposed to feel relaxed like that but it was just just doesn't hit it's just a little too limp i can certainly echo those sentiments because it actually comes in at number 10 for me uh, mostly for those reasons i think it the lyric was just a little too on the nose um uh, for somebody who can get pretty clever 
with metaphor and with um, you know the message without it being so obvious would have been interesting to to hear him go that route uh, with with the yeah. same theme but just not it being so obvious. So we did a little flippy flop there. My number ten is everybody has a dream. I think this one got ranked higher because it does the stranger reprise at the end, which creeped me the hell out as a kid. Because like I couldn't figure out why it was there. I was like, did the tape break? Did I fall asleep? <laughs> did I like flip it and not real like how is because for somehow like I think when I was like really young because I had like a I had it on cassette and you know like I'm five six years old so I'm like all right everybody had to click rewind right and then one day I finally made it to the end I was like what's happening what this this is freaking me out man you know yeah. it's got that wrap up feel without talking it being a rap about being a wrap up song just those opening dun dun you know. That's our show tonight, everybody. Thanks for coming out. We'd like to thank the musical guest kind of yeah, feel. It's the Saturday Night uh, <laughs> Live ending song right there. Yeah, that ticked it up a little, but uh, not enough to get it close to the middle. So now we're getting into my number nine, which is the Mexican Connection from Street Life Serenade. Okay. Fun song. Uh, I, I dig that they used it for their intro tape for a while. I, such yeah, a yeah. strange choice, but fun. I think <laughs> the themes are kind of fun, are kind of light, but it bums me out a little bit when... Again, this just feels like, oh, I needed an extra thing for the record. It could have turned up just a little bit of a notch and been really cool. I mean, I dig it, but it's starting to get into the middle of the road with these closures for me. It's a fun listen, but not a track that I'm going to seek out necessarily. I have new appreciation for it after Great American Music Hall, but it actually is also my number nine. I get a kick out of it. It's a novelty. It's kind of like 52nd Street in that sense, but it just feels more relaxed and like a toss-off thing and makes it a little just a little more fun it also saves souvenir from being the obvious ender i like that it's a little coda and you know yeah you're right though like souvenir would have been like the obvious choice like the on the nose choice the famous last words exactly (laughs) i think you're right i think i always love souvenir but it being held back from being the final cut makes me appreciate it even more now we're going to number eight for me we're uh going to 1983 with keeping the faith hmm Great song. I love the clean up woman lick and the riff and the feel. And I absolutely prefer it on the record than live. I don't think it ever quite translated live. But as we're going through these, I mean, Keeping the Faith was a hit. Um, but I find myself over the years have gravitated to the uh, seven songs above it on this list. And so it just kind of ends up sitting in the middle for me for no other reason than I don't listen to it as often as the others. I don't know how we want to count Captain Jack, but I'm going to say... Keeping the Faith was the only straightaway hit that was the last song on the, like, was a single, officially a single, and was a hit song. Right. That was the last one. Yeah. Not good enough for Michael, but it was a hit song. (laughs) (laughs) Now, number eight, I have And So It Goes. Gets bumped a little because it's just that, and so it goes, like, it, it hints at an ending a little bit. But I do like the contrast of this very soft ballad ending, this very big rocking album there's a lot of insecurity on Stormfront that gets masked easily behind the big production. Therefore, And So It Goes sort of pulls that curtain back. You might listen to And So It Goes and be like, oh, wait. Oh, there's a lot of melancholy on this album. Let me go back and, and listen again. And which is interesting, too. Again, with you know a song that got held back. Yeah. About the same amount of time as Everybody Has a Dream did. Six right. years. Again, I've said it before, but I absolutely could never imagine And So It Goes on. An innocent man. Yeah, that would have been such a letdown. So for me, we're going into number seven. I think we're a bit apart on this one. I went with Got to Begin Again off of Cold Spring Harbor. I'm curious to see how that one got so far up the list. I'm a sucker for Billy's early ballads. I I just always loved them. Again, you know, you and I had the discussion a while back on like, if I only had the words, the kind of simplistic love song. Got to Begin Again is, you know, a song that Billy probably wouldn't have written five years later because he had advanced in that department but it's you know a 20 year old billy it feels very reflective and true to where he was at that point in his life and i probably discovered this song when you know going through breakups as a teenager and things like that where you're like pick up the pieces gotta begin again and so i could identify with that theme and yeah i just think it's a beautiful melody as well that's fair it just never caught me you know because i have better taste than you i'm trying to get this i'm trying to get this going (laughs) you are grasping (laughs) <laughs> wow gloves are trying to come off over there but i'm like i'm like but they're on like 
my trainer tied them real tight, so I'm just like like gnawing at them with my teeth, like ah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh shoot! What do we have to here? Uh, number seven. Yeah. All right. I put through the long night. This one grows on me, and ironically, it doesn't do as good a job of, and so it goes about recasting the the album that just came before it. It does not serve that function. It is in contrast, especially coming off close to the borderline. What's funny about Glass Houses is that, like, for as much as he tries to make it his rock record and his new wave record and his punk record, he can't help but have I Don't Want to Be Alone Anymore and Don't Ask Me Why on there. The rockers on there are, like, really rocking. And then, like, you know, Close to the Borderline is one of his, if not the most caustic song he recorded. You know, what's funny about Through the Long Night is there's a lot of sadness in that song that I just didn't catch for a long time because... Once again, I was a kid, and you know, I mean, you're going for sometimes a fantasy. You're going for sleeping with the television on. You're trying to figure out what he's rambling, ranting on about in uh, Close to the Borderline. And I was just like, oh, okay, soft song through the long night. Sleep tight through the long night with me. You know, it's so late, but I'll wait through the long night with you. And you're like, okay. You come up to these, the other side of that, you know, that it's, it's such a, it's a reassuring song and the person is so uh, distraught. That it adds a different, you know, it adds, it adds, adds that different dimension to it. And I come to come to enjoy that a bit more. You think it's an underwhelming song because it's just like some sort of cozy, like, oh, my darling, I'm next to you all night long. And then you realize that, like, it's supposed to be soothing the person. It's supposed to be a lullaby right. for a, a very sad reason. Now, for my number six, I put uh, I Love These Days from Songs in the Attic. I think it's the perfect ending for this record. But I, I just I put it a little more toward the middle because you know live records aren't quite as thematic as a studio album usually so i wanted to give a little bit more love to the studio but like you know we're getting into that territory where like a lot of these could kind of go either way for a song that they weren't playing live too much a beautiful power and beautiful rawness at the same time and it just sounds so good performed so well and i think it is a great you know, Songs in the Attic really, in a way, was closing the chapter on the 70s with these songs that yeah. nobody had heard. To me, that was a really nice ending to that record as a result. Well, I take back what I said about you having bad taste because I Love These Days is also my number six. You've, you've redeemed yourself just, just a little. Just a little, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting the tape back on the gloves a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'll go another round. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fight clean. <laughs> Basically, everything you just said, I think this would have lost more points had it actually ended turnstiles. But because of the theme of the of the live record, it was inevitable. And it's a great version of it. And it's such a bittersweet song. And that really comes to the forefront in this version. That, um, yeah, it just it transcends that trapping that didn't quite catch me before. So now we're into our top fives. We're not too far off. We're kind of in the neighborhood. I think out of my top five, there's only one that you've had so far. And so for my number five, I went with Captain Jack out of Piano Man. I, I feel like that song just works a little better live. And it's an interesting ending to this record. I think mm -hmm. Piano Man was a record where he was still trying to figure things out. Captain Jack is a great song. It's a shame he kind of lost the, the connection with it and doesn't play it much anymore. But it's just a big, powerful, epic song that, gosh, for somebody that age to write a, songs like that of Billy the Kid that are these big, sweet, epic songs. Yeah, a, a very powerful song. And, you know, I, I could identify with the whole being burnt out on suburbia aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't quite, you know, identify with the whole drug thing, but I could identify enough with it to like to get it. Right. And I, I think, you know, just the California production probably puts it down a couple notches for me but it's otherwise a great song and once again this is like watching a movie with only good guys my number five is captain jack as well <laughs> <laughs> once again everything you just said but what i like about it is um it's such an outlier on the on the country western album that makes it stick out even though it's a dead-end song ironically it opens up the door for the future and there's something about it, like maybe it is just in retrospect. In that sense, it feels like another album is actually beginning. It feels like it's the first song on the next album. But it couldn't have been an opener. I think that's like really what makes a good closer a good closer. It's like it couldn't be the opener, but it feels like it's opening the next chapter. You know, it's leading you into the next thing. You know, with the way it does end with that big sweeping fade out and you hear the organ come back in mm -hmm. toward, toward the end, it almost like feels like you're stepping away as something else is about to happen. 
Now with this top four, these really could have fallen any order for me. I ended up putting Miami 2017 as the number four. Hmm. Absolutely love the song. Top to bottom, love it. I think the production leaves a little to be desired as, you know, Billy has talked about on that record. But it's, I mean, you can't take away from it being an incredible song. However, I think why it sits not quite in the top three for me is in the context of the rest of the Turnstiles album. I Love These Days would have been too on the nose, but like, I feel like Miami wasn't the right closer, but I I didn't have a, I didn't have a replacement. And obviously we're pretty close, but I put Where's the Orchestra in number four. Example of a song that's a wrap up, but nothing in the title says it has to be a wrap up. Nothing in the song says it has to be a wrap up, but just feels like a wrap up for no good reason almost. Earlier tonight, we recorded the Russian documentary episode. You know, you have the moment after the concert where the arena is empty. It's the aftermath of it all. That's the where's the orchestra moment of the documentary. I would have loved if they snuck that in just a little taste of it. Or if it was super made and it was just the uh, the saxophone Allentown line. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I think what does it for me, though, is that I keep thinking of the Nylon Curtain as a musical and not a book, which is more where he goes, you know, with his images of the cover where it's like, a, you know, a book with a bookmark in it. So when you think about it like that, it's a pretty clever made a joke where like the person has just watched this whole thing and now it's him outside and he just didn't get it. <laughs> like he's like, hey, right. where's the orchestra? Like, right. Like, this is supposed to be my big night. I was supposed to, you know, feel erudite and know what was going on. And I, I just, this doesn't make sense. And when you think about, you know, maybe it wasn't Billy at that point. You know, what if it was like an older dude that just like heard the, the the tales of the younger generation and all that strife and, and this and that. Right. And he's just like, I don't get it. Where's my orchestra? Hey, guys, play Stardust. You know, like that yeah. sort of thing. Like yeah. I, I expected strings in the pit and this was not a musical. This was some sort of avant-garde song cycle. I like that idea where it's like all of a sudden there's a person like outside of the album commenting on the album. It's another one when you get older, you, you catch a little more of what he's on about. You know, when I got older and got comfortable with the idea that like I'm a bridge and tunnel kind of guy. I'm not so hip that I could be hanging out in Manhattan or Center City or whatever. I'm definitely Brooklyn or Northeast Philly or something. And uh, yeah, you know, when you're trying to claw at that and you just like, you just run it up against a wall. There was something comforting about that. To, like just, just really latch on to like exactly what was going on there. And, and knowing I was at least a little more hip than that, you know, <laughs> like I, like I kind of know what's going on. And I'm yeah. talking Brooklyn in the eighties, not like, hip Williamsburg, Brooklyn now. like Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very different Brooklyns. Back when Brooklyn was just the Manhattan of the other boroughs sort of right. thing. Right. Into my top three now. Uh, for my number three, I've moved these three around quite a bit. I landed on Through the Long Night for my number three. Always thought it was just a gorgeous song. I loved uh, how emotive the, the guitar swells were. Um, and just such a simple song with piano and acoustic guitar and a little bit of drums uh, and bass, you know, coming in later in the song, but it's such a delicate song. Glass Houses is kind of an interesting album. Like you said, it's, it, you know, it's like, oh, Billy's doing his new wave thing. There are a lot of elements there, but the ones that aren't really aren't. You know, you've got two of Billy's most overt Paul McCartney tributes on this record with Don't right. Ask Me Why and Through the Long Night. I love when Billy gets stripped down, tender, sensitive, simple, to the point with not being too on the nose. And I just thought this was a beautiful song trying to comfort someone he cares for. Number three, Miami 2017. Once again, this is one that felt like it was an overture to the next album. Imagine it as the main character is the young person who's hearing the story of the great battle. And this is setting up the futuristic world not even futuristic, this is setting up the world that this person, this young person is about to venture out into. It felt like like space oddity when that when I first heard that, you're like, is this part of like a, a, a bigger thing, a rock opera? And it's like, no, it's just David Bowie being David Bowie and he just kind of came up with this thing and he, you know, it's a little three minute drama. And it works for me in that sense where it just hints at this whole other universe, this whole other uh, narrative arc that we never got. Where, you know, the next thing is uh, all of a sudden we're in the ELP or God forbid sticks territory where, you know, we're, you know what it can go into? Hear me out. Miami 2017 into Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. I see a connection. I don't know Lamb well enough as, a, as an album to, to say that's going to hold. Yeah, yeah. But I think just that sort of like 
he travels back to New York and New York's a dystopia. Right. And it starts with Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. <laughs> That's an interesting uh, pairing, yeah. which I've thought about in the past as well. Have you really? Yeah. So here we are, the top two. I tell you, this next one, it, it's amazing where album openers and closers, where this record uh, cha- uh, is pretty drastic for me. Um, I had the opener probably much further down on the list. I'm sure of it. Um, but for my number two, I went with the bridge and getting closer. It's a sleeper. Well, all right. So obviously we've now you know, we're, we're pretty close. So uh, what's your reasoning? Well, all right, let me put it to you this way because we just keep doing it the same way. I'm going to ask you this. Why isn't that your number one? That's a very good question. Wow, that's I, I right? never thought. Right. right? Okay. This is why you're, we have a good podcast. You're, you're, we, we go places people think we won't. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go deeper. <laughs> it's not my number one, I think, because... Wow, what was that? Because... I think you've been hanging out with me too long now. All right. <laughs> Let me ask you something. <laughs> <laughs> this song, Getting Closer, is not my number one, I think, because I think my number one bookends the record a little better i think the Mm -hmm. bridge is a little rougher of a journey than my number one album my number one song on this rather but what i love about getting closer is clearly billy's been beat up but that chorus is an amazing string of hope it soars to me it's one of the stronger songs on the bridge i mean clearly i agree i flip-flopped you i put keeping the faith at number two this is a close call keeping the faith is another one that could have been an opener had Easy Money not have been there. I think if it wasn't for Easy Money, you would have had to open with Keeping Faith and the would have really made the curtain rise on that. You know, a real, because it's a statement of intent. But then, that's what's great about it because it's like Captain Jack again. It's like it just, and okay, and now I want to hear the next song. Like it just, it feels like it's starting a new record over again. And it doesn't hit the nail on the head too hard, but if it if it seems like I've been lost and let's remember, it's, it's like he came back out after the plague and he goes, oh, oh, by the way, if you think I'm just being an old fuddy-duddy, you're missing right. the point. This isn't the novelty. This is a celebration of everything, you know, because right. you didn't catch yeah. that, sir. It's one that grew on me. I remember when I saw Lords the first time, I, I had my cousin Andrew with me and... Uh, we used to be like super duper close and then we like drifted apart over a couple of years and you know, I actually got him out. And it was the funniest thing that like he, somebody looked over and noticed that the both of us were like just swaying and like tapping our tapping our legs like old men, you know, I was like, yeah. maybe, maybe we still will be old men together, you know? Like, right. <laughs> but it was just funny, like, because our, our eyes were both forward and we were both just doing the same exact thing, you know? So that was a, a strong memory for me of this one. It's a great song, and it does feel like it's transitioning into something else and not ending. You are right. right. Even in the music video, it's like they're leaving the courtroom, walking down the steps, yeah. and they're heading somewhere else together. It even feels like something's coming. Unfortunately, you right into Running on Ice. <laughs> right. Not not song-wise, but like conceptually, it's like, I'm feeling so good. My whole life's a two I'm hours stressed. later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are we down to the number ones? We are. Well, mine, uh, if you've been keeping score, uh, you'll know the one I haven't said yet. Where's the orchestra from the Nylon Curtain? Mm-hmm. It's like the afterward. Yeah, like I said, with the Rush documentary, it would fit in that one scene where it's like, yeah, wow, the dust has settled. We went on this journey and I'm, I'm trying to make sense of what just happened. I love the approach. I always talk about production when I'm talking about the songs, but to me, it's all part of it. I love the, the choice of having Billy's vocal hard panned. It makes it feel small. An intimate, you know, a bit of a nod to, you know, a lot of those old Beatles records and early stereo records um, where that was often done. I think it's such a, a beautiful, beautiful melody and great use of the woodwinds and the um, the horns and everything on there. And the, the Allentown Coda just chef's kiss. It's just <laughs> it's so subtle that there may be people I want to knock mine back down the line just because you said chef's kiss <laughs> it's not my number 14 <laughs> I'll put that below you know the Attila record <laughs> sorry I, couldn't, I, I catch you I sucker punched you I rope a doped you for like freaking yeah. six ranks like, you got no, it. it's cool it's cool <laughs> oh man how do you recover from that <laughs> but you know it's funny the callback to Allentown is so subtle that every year I still see people discovering it. Whereas yeah. the orchestra is not a track that people go to often. But, you know, even in listening to the record, not long ago I saw somebody post like, wow, I, I just heard that. Is that is that Allentown? So I love that four years on, the nod was subtle enough and not on the nose to where 
it, it just it just brought it full circle without hitting you over the head with it. Yeah. So now I went getting closer. Number one, uh, a couple of things at play here. Number one is the drum I've been beating this whole time feels like it's opening up the next chapter. Even just the way that hits. Like I think we've had this discussion. I almost wanted to hear this as the beginning of the bridge. That would have like completely changed the tone of the album in a nice way. It feels so relaxed after what is obviously a very labored album. And I think that like Code of Silence is like easily the most belabored song. Like really seems like he was trying to squeeze a dry orange to get Code of Silence and like every drop that came out made it onto that record to mix a metaphor. Yeah. Uh, then you contrast that with just like the real swagger of those two hits at the beginning, like bomb, bomb. And then he's just a smart ass the entire time. It's like, he hasn't been that like much of a, like a off the cuff smart ass since the entertainer. Just the cadence of the words is so relaxed. You know what I mean? You could tell it, that much it just flew off his tongue, mm-hmm. you know, and it succeeds in being one of those songs that's about the music industry, but doesn't have to be. Clearly a very insular song, but there's a lot to hang on to. Common and their acrobats still love that every single time. And Steve Winwood's getting into his higher love phase by now, if it hasn't come out yet, right? And I love that song, but that's an 80s ass song. Uh, so it's nice to hear him just laying back like old school, old traffic style on the organ. You yeah. I'm just like popping it out like that. And you know, what a move too, because you know, Winwood has such a unique vocal and is an amazing singer, but to bring him in as an organ player on the record, he's not singing a note. And I love the fact, you know, a song that could be really heavy was kept light. And there's, like I said, that optimistic chorus, but also, you know, the bridge sessions were tense. You know, there's the stories about, you know, the band is starting to come unraveled. Obviously, yeah. look what happened at, at the end of the tour. Um, so mm-hmm. to inject Steve Winwood into this song, who everyone loved, everyone was excited to play with who was on that session. It was just like an instant mood lifter. And you can feel it in the recording. Everyone's just having a good time. It's like, you know, they said they jammed like all day and like in the middle of it, cut the song, you know. So yeah. it was just like in the middle of this fun day of jamming. Like I said, yeah, you could feel it was a jam all day and they just like threw this thing off. It's so much more relaxed. So that's how it that's how it made my number one. Yeah, we you and I were pretty close in, in most respects. And uh, uh, in e- even the spots, you know, maybe it's the <laughs> diplomat in me, but like the spots were like, mm-hmm. you know, you're keeping the faith higher. And I'm like, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, it's fascinating where we, we really lined up in a lot of ways. Like you mentioned, we put it to the Discord to see where some of our listeners landed with their songs. I'm very curious as to if uh, any of them are going to line up with us or where you know where their feelings are going as well. Here we go. You ready? Yeah, I think so. All right. So we got uh, Brandon, a.k.a. Boodles. 13 down to one we have. Everybody has a dream. Getting closer. We's going to fight. We're going to fight over that one. 52nd Street, Mexican Connection, Keeping the Faith, Got to Begin Again right in the middle. Famous Last Words, Where's the Orchestra, and So It Goes, Captain Jack, I've Loved These Days. Through the Long Night, making a surprising one all the way up there. And then Miami 2017 is number one. I, I think I was most surprised with his midsection there. That yeah. sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, haven't seen Got to Begin Again and Famous Last Words that far up was more surprising than seeing uh, yeah. Through the Long Night as number two. Well, I know Brandon, too, is is a big proponent of Cold Spring Harbor, all things Cold Spring Harbor. So that doesn't surprise me. And actually, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was even a little higher on his list. We both put Getting Closer way up there. But like, you know, I'm not going to argue anybody on everybody has a dream getting closer. 52nd Street, Mexican Connection being down there. No, you know, it was a, no. It's mid, that mid, those mid ones. Yeah. So this one is from Joshua, who also goes by Porridge on the Discord. His 13 to 1 is 52nd Street. Mexican connection, famous last words. Everybody has a dream. And he notes the next three are the closers that immediately follow songs that I think would have made better closers. Huh. And he's got uh yeah, everybody has a dream at 10, nine getting closer, eight got to begin again. And he says, not a song I love, but it moves up a few spots for being thematically fitting. Number seven, keeping the faith, number six, through the long night, five, and so it goes. Four, I love these days live. Three, Captain Jack. Two, Where's the Orchestra? Perfect as a thematic closer. And number one, Miami 2017. Yeah, so Joshua was more of a fan of the thematic closer than I am, for sure. I think you enjoy that, Jack, but Mm -hmm. you don't like it to be as, like, you got to work to make that connection. Like, I personally have to work or a person has to work? The listener. 
you like when you discover that it works great as a closer, not where it hits you over the head and it's obvious. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. Danny's in. Danny comes in hot. Number 13, The Mexican Connection. What the fuck is this song? Uh, 52nd Street, Everybody Has a Dream, Captain Jack, Got to Begin Again, Getting Closer, Famous Last Words, Through the Long Night, I've Loved These Days, and So It Goes, Keeping the Faith, Where's the Orchestra, Miami 2017. Okay, yeah, so I, I'll, uh, I'll respect your, your blatant what the fuck is this song, that's great. Uh, <laughs> thanks for giving us the E on this one. <laughs> You're right. One more time, just to be sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, you know, we're still seeing that 52nd street and everybody has a dream at the end, a little closer to Brandon when it comes to that middle section, got to begin again, is a little further up, getting closer is in the middle through the long night. I'm pleasantly surprised that a lot of us are putting that further up than I thought at least I would. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of Miami 2017 in the number one slot so far. That I'm not surprised about. Uh, I knocked it down a couple pegs, but I could see that. Next one is from Phil James, who goes by Mr. Hans Island or Mr. Hans Island on the Discord here. Uh, he, number 13 to 1 for him. 13, Mexican Connection. 12, Got to Begin Again. 11, 52nd Street. 10, Everybody Has a Dream. 9, And So It Goes. 8, Captain Jack. 7, Keeping the Faith. 6, Getting Closer. 5, Famous Last Words. 4, I've Loved These Days. 3, Through the Long Night. 2, Miami 2017. And one, where's the orchestra? Another guy with Mexican connection, dead last. <laughs> dead last. But no notes on that one. Once again, through the long nights up there, famous last words, hanging out in the middle. As Captain Jack, yeah, man, Mexican connection and 52nd Street are not favorites. Those are just sitting well to the bottom so far. So that's really interesting. We, I just deleted a whole bunch, but what I'm going to say is uh, I didn't know until just now that Roberta, how I've adored you is Jenny uh, that I met at the drum show a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think that's, that's hilarious because- we ask people to put their names in this time. We all have our uh, AIM screen names going on here where you don't know what the person is. She must be like, you know, you're an asshole. Like, she, I, I, I'll bet you, like, she says something to me that I should have, like, picked up on, like, <laughs> in Discord. Like, no, we've, we've actually met in real life, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, because I called her a lech. And she's like, yeah, but I'm a woman. I'm like, it's 2023. You can be a lech if you want. That's so funny. All right, Jenny, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to bother messaging you. I'll just wait till you hear this. And- Call me an asshole. So two months from now, you'll be getting a message. Yeah, two months. I'll be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like I can keep my mouth shut for two months. Let's see. All right, anyway. <clears throat> Roberta, how I have adored you slash Jenny uh, gives us everybody has a dream. Ooh, boy. I thought I liked her. Uh, I guess I don't. Keeping the faith and getting closer are 12 and 11. Ouch. Famous last words. Where's the orchestra? 52nd Street, almost in the middle. Daring. Wow. And so it goes. Got to begin again through the long night. I love these days. Mexican Connection, number three. Captain Jack and Miami 2017. So I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to put 52nd Street and Mexican Connection is the most surprising to me. Where's the orchestra actually too? That's uh, a lot of people have that up there. Oh, she's got it for pretty far down. So this some surprises this time on this on her list from the uh, from yeah. us and from the group so far. Right. All right. What do you got next there? So next we have Ross. <laughs> and I had a little <laughs> funny with him because uh, uh, he, in his list, you guys can't see this, but in his list, he typed his name, but it put it as the next number in the list. So it says number 14, Ross. <laughs> and he wrote, I put a dash before my name. What the heck? Well, I'm worse than, well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, I uh, crowned his new nickname, The Closer. <laughs> <laughs> so read his also we could say what he said about it <laughs> yep number 14 was ross number 13 52nd street number 12 the mexican connection number 11 everybody has a dream 10 getting closer nine captain jack eight famous last words seven keeping the faith six and so it goes five miami 2017 four i love these days three got to begin again two through the long night and one where's the orchestra so Ross and I are sharing the number one and two spots. Right. So what Ross said when he realized that, that he put himself as number 14, he said, I put a dash before my name. What the heck? Well, I'm worse than 52nd Street. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I, uh, I, I like see. instead of correcting um, it, he just rolled with it. That was funny. He edited it at some point, but oh, yeah, oh well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ross's new nickname, The Closer. <laughs> this is pretty in line. I think he's put Miami 2017 the lowest out of any of us. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I can dig this. Famous last words a little higher than I thought. Mm-hmm. The mid, uh, the mids look pretty good. The the low ones are are in line. Yeah, Captain Jack Certainly. and uh, getting closer, quite a bit lower than ours. Good list though. Good list so far. Next one we have. Let's see who else I know and don't realize I know. Okay, so we have Sunshine. This is Laura. Parentheses, obviously not the same Laura Billy sang about on the nylon curtain. We have the Mexican Connection, number 13, number 12, Getting Closer, number 11, 50, uh, 52nd Street, Got to Begin Again, Everybody Has a Dream, Keeping the Faith, I've Loved These Days, Famous Last Words, Captain Jack, Where's the Orchestra, Miami 2017, Through the Long Night, and So It Goes, and So It Goes gets the number one spot this wow. time. Wow. All right, Laura. Nice. Yeah. I like seeing different ones than us. You and I didn't have and so it goes nearly that high. So I'm curious, like, you know, what gravitated her toward it? Yeah. And, you know, funny enough, it seems like you and I are pretty close and then everybody else is pretty close, but different from us. Our next one is from Sarah, uh, number 13, 52nd Street, 12, The Mexican Connection, 11, Getting Closer, 10, I've Loved These Days, 9, Famous Last Words, 8, Everybody Has a Dream, 7, And So It Goes. Six, Got to Begin Again. Five, Through the Long Night. Four, Where's the Orchestra? Three, Keeping the Faith. Two, Miami 2017. And number one is Captain Jack. Yeah. And Nara Bobera, that's her ask handle on Discord. Yeah. yeah. Through the Long Night gets knocked back down. Got to Begin Again, man. I'm surprised it makes it that far up all the time. Yeah. Mm. All right. Next, we have Mike. This is, this is going to be a huge surprise. Our, our bottom three are the Mexican Connection, 52nd Street, and Getting Closer. Uh, then Keeping the Faith is pretty far down, number 10. Captain Jack, Miami 2017. This guy's an anarchist. Uh, famous Last Words, Got to Begin Again. Where's the Orchestra? Everybody Has a Dream, number four. Wow. I've Loved These Days, and So It Goes, and Through the Long Night. I'm surprised to see everybody has a dream that high. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, like I said, it does work. Within all these lists, uh, Phil also had a suggestion asking if we had ever considered doing side one closer rankings i like it i'd be down for that for sure so that's an interesting you know going yeah. back to vinyl and cassettes certainly but um you know that would give us a whole whole different set and a whole different vibe so um phil that's a great suggestion uh not sure when exactly we'll do it but that's certainly one we can add to the uh to the plan uh because yeah I, I dig doing that as well so this next one is from cosmic rationale which is molly Mm-hmm. And 13 to 1, she's got Famous Last Words, Got to Begin Again, Getting Closer at 11, Captain Jack number 10, 9, The Mexican Connection, 8, Where's the Orchestra, 7, 52nd Street, 6, I've Loved These Days, 5, And So It Goes, 4, Through the Long Night, 3, Everybody Has a Dream, 2, Keeping the Faith, 1, Miami 2017, No Contest. So Molly's the one that, that actually likes 52nd Street. She's the first one of, out of all of us that has not put that, like, if not dead last and, like, close to it. She's got, yeah, everybody has a dream way up there. Yeah, great list. Interesting seeing Captain Jack so low, mm-hmm. getting closer. You know, Jack, you, you know, I've got an affinity for it, but I know it doesn't resonate with everyone for sure. But um, interesting list for sure. Matt, also known as Matthew, who wins the most creative handle so far. <laughs> Says the guy whose screen name is Jack Fernino to the other guy whose screen name is Michael Grovner. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea how to use Discord. Like, I literally had to have my son, like, I'm like, what the hell is this thing? Like, just, I felt like such an old man. Right. I might as well have, like, just been typing with my index fingers, like, trying to get this damn thing to work. Oh, by the way, the shout out to my son. Congratulations. He's, uh, he's graduating high school and he uh he got a full-time job with the school district like coming right out of school doing it nice yeah i don't i don't get to shout him out as much because he doesn't do like artsy stuff that you can put up on facebook or you know yeah have him on the podcast for but uh so matthew the mexican connection 52nd street everybody has a dream keeping the faith captain jack through the long night got to begin again i've loved these days keeping the faith oh hey 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 disqualified Where did he forget? He's got Keeping the Faith on here twice. Yeah, what did he uh, forget? Famous Last Words, and so it goes. Where's the orchestra in Miami 2017? Getting closer? Getting closer. Yeah. So apparently Matthew Matt. doesn't have this all worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Paybacks <laughs> are a bitch, my friend. <laughs> We're still getting the E this time. Next, we've got Mark. Uh, 13 to 1, got to begin again. The Mexican Connection, number 11, Famous Last Words. 
10. And so it goes nine, getting closer. Eight, where's the orchestra? Seven, 52nd Street. Six, I've loved these days live. Five, everybody has a dream. Four, through the long night. Three, keeping the faith. Two, Captain Jack. And one, Miami 2017. 52nd Street going to the middle. We just let anybody in here, don't we? <laughs> We're that kind of podcast. We Everyone's welcome. Until yeah. you're not. Yeah, exactly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so now I'm being a little nerd over here. We've seen a whole bunch of people be like, hey, I, I asked uh, Chat GPT to write a song like Billy Joel, and here it is. And, you know, we've seen that a whole bunch of times. Yeah. So here's what I did this time. Uh, while we were talking, I took all of uh, everybody's lists from Discord, and I threw them all into Chat GPT to have it analyze it and see what insights it gleans for us. So like something a little different. See what the, see what the machine has to say. Okay. So I asked it three times a couple different ways. First, I said, what insights can you glean from these lists, which is like a classic way to get a crappy response because like I was very specific. So here's what it said. Uh, Miami 2017 is often a favorite, appeared uh, top three and eight out of the 10. Where's the orchestra also has a good ranking. Through the Long Night is consistently liked. Though it never hit number one, it appeared in the top three or four out of 10 lists, suggesting a level of consistent appeal. Captain Jack and So It Goes have varied rankings. The Mexican Connection, 52nd Street, and Got to Begin Again also often rank lower, suggesting they may be less popular among fans. I've Loved These Days is also consistently liked, appeared in the top half of all lists, even if it often wasn't a top pick. And then I said, uh, how about analyzing the choices about what kind of songs they are? And it said, Miami 2017, and So It Goes, Where's the Orchestra? And Through the Long Night are some of the more sentimental, slower-paced songs. I guess it never made it to the middle of Miami <laughs> <laughs> or ballads in Joel's discography. The consistent high placement suggests a strong preference among fans for Billy Joel's ballads. Okay. Rockers, mixed reception, more upbeat songs like Captain Jack. Again, all right, we, uh, it's falling apart now. Yeah. More upbeat rock tin songs like Captain Jack, Keeping the Faith and Got to Begin Again received mixed response. Captain Jack and Keeping the Faith appeared in both the top and bottom tiers, suggesting a polarized opinion. Got to begin again, consistently right lower. Okay. Narrative songs. Songs like Miami, Where's the Orchestra, and Captain Jack to tell a particular story seem to appeal to fans, often ranking higher than abstract or introspective tracks. Interesting. Yeah. Preference for reflective tracks. Songs like And So It Goes and I've Loved These Days are more reflective. Discussing themes of time, change, and introspection. Their consistent ranking in the upper half of the list suggests that fans connect with these introspective themes. Lesser preferences for experimental tracks, 52nd Street and the Mexican Connection, more jazzy or experimental, of a consistently rank lower. And fan connection to personal tracks, Famous Last Words is the final track from Billy Joe's final pop album, and its middling to low rank suggests that despite its personal significance to Joe's career, it may not resonate as strongly. Then I, I made it go a little further about like what kind of song it was as a closer. Sure. Uh, it's clear that Billy Joe's ballads characterized by introspective lyrics and slower pace are highly favored as album closers says Miami and so it goes and where's the orchestra these songs tend to have a contemplative sometimes melancholic mood making the fitty closers that leave the listeners in a reflective state might suggest that fans appreciate a thoughtful emotional end to an album and they connect deeply with Joel's ability to encapsulate complex emotions in these songs you see that's the thing about chat GPT if you if you pick at it you get cool stuff if you just do one little thing you're, You're gonna, like, this is, what am I doing with this? You know, right. rockers as closers. Captain Jack keeping the faith got to begin again, have more mixed reception uh, as closers. Captain Jack keeping the faith, blah, blah, blah. While these songs showcase Joel's energy and versatility, they may not provide the same sense of closure or, finali or finality that the ballads do for some fans. It's also possible the storytelling or emotional weight does not resonate as strongly. And then it says niche genres as closers. More experimental or niche tracks like 52nd Street or The Mexican Connection, Frank Lower, could imply that while fans appreciate Joel's forays into different genres, they might prefer his more traditional songwriting when it comes to closing an album. And then it keeps telling us over and over again, remember, this is a highly subjective and a very small sample size. Different way of looking at things, you know. That was a worthy experiment, I'd say. Those are our lists. Those are our, some of the lists from the Discord. I wonder if this is uh, the thing that rips apart our small community, you know, <laughs> a la like... The episode of How I Met Your Mother when they all realize a thing about each other that pisses each other off. Oh, right. It's like the sound of the glass breaking. Call back to glass houses. I connected it all like a Mexican. Ooh, that was risky, but it's a Mexican connection. <laughs> I've clearly hit a bad point in the night. 
Michael, you're going to have to take over. Yeah, so this is usually what happens when we do double headers. The tail end yeah. of episode two of the night, we can get a little wonky, a little loose, and a little, uh, <laughs> little out there, but that's uh, all right. It's what we do. It's uh, a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had some great lists from the Discord server. I love hearing everyone's rankings, and um, anyone else out there who is a listener, you know, shoot us your list, Glasshouses Podcast at gmail.com 13 to one with those parameters. And uh, yeah, even if you want a little insight on why things are ranked where they are, that'd be great. We'd uh, love to hear some of yours. You know, it's cool. We all have the common thread of Billy and it's always fascinating to see how certain songs resonate more with others. You know, that's the beauty of music. You know, you can have an artist that connects you all, but you all connect to it in a different way, but you have the commonality of that artist. Well said, sir. And I guess I'll just go ahead and say that if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, once you're done sending in your list, uh, give us a positive review and five-star rating. Every five-star rating and positive review uh, is a positive ranking signal for the algorithm, uh, which puts us in front of more people. So it's a fast, easy, and free way to help grow the community and promote the podcast. Anywhere that you get your podcast that does ratings and reviews, Uh, We would certainly appreciate that anywhere um, where you listen to us, for sure. Outside of the email, you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and the Discord server. We've got these awesome, fun monthly watch parties. We've done documentaries. We've done music videos. We've done live shows. You know, we're doing one a month. Uh, It's a lot of fun to watch a video together and discuss it. And oftentimes, that'll spark an episode idea for us. And the link to all this stuff is really in the show notes, so... Look in those and um, come find us wherever you'd like. Well, we're going to, I don't know. I used up all my puns already. So (laughs) have a good night and we'll see you next time. We'll see you soon, everyone. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.